6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. A lot of us are feeling a heavy heart today as we digest and, and try to understand what happened in Uvalde, Texas yesterday. It's been about 24 hours since details really started to emerge. And what we know right now is that an 18-year-old boy stormed an elementary school, killed 19 children and two teachers. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says, quote, evil swept across Uvalde yesterday. And that's where we're going to head right now to chat with CBS Radio News reporter Chris Fox, who is in Uvalde. Chris, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. How are you? Thank you. It feels like it's been uh, a a second lifetime in the last two days. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, really. And and, and Chris, just for for our listeners uh, up here in Edmonton, um, can you describe the type of town that Uvalde is, the size? Yes. uh, What what happens in Uvalde on a daily basis? Yeah, this is 16,000 people. This is uh, uh, rural Texas farmland, small town. Everybody knows each other. They all grew up here. They're all born here. They all spend their lives here for the most part, and and nobody moves here, it seems like. Um, It is uh, everyone knows everything about everyone. Um, You know, it's uh, one main drag going right through the middle of town. If you're driving uh, illegally way too fast and sneeze, you might miss it. It it is small. (laughs) And you drive through about uh, 20 of these uh, from San Antonio West before you get here. And so this is just typical, stereotypical small-town Texas. Does the town town have sort of an ominous feeling to it today? Are are people out and about, or have people, you know, descended back into their homes and are just sitting at home and really – just trying to understand and comprehend and digest what has taken place over the last 24 hours. I, I think it's it's as usual. Um, there, it'll be interesting tonight at seven. There's a uh, a prayer vigil, and it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm expecting most of the town to show up for this, so I'll get a better picture of that. I arrived yesterday and uh, spent a great deal of my time at the civic center and center of town about about a mile and a half from the school. And, and the Civic Center is where, when they evacuated all the kids from the school, they brought them to the Civic Center. And uh, there they uh, uh, then uh, questioned some of the kids about what they saw and what they may have known, and then reunited them with their parents. And that it ran until about uh, six, seven. And then after about seven, they changed it to what they were referring to it then as identify and confirm, and what that was was a bit more ominous. Uh, that was less uh, happy uh, reunifications. That was actually making the parents of the 19 kids and, and two teachers and family members of all of them aware of what happened. What, what was what made it uh, so difficult um, from from a outsider's perspective to watch, and and from an insider's perspective to be a part of, was that they had asked the parents to bring. Uh, examples of DNA, maybe hair strands, stuff like that, because it was so difficult to identify uh, a large group of the kids. I'm speaking right now with CBS Radio News reporter Chris Fox. He's in Uvalde, Texas, the scene of a mass shooting at an elementary school yesterday. 21 people dead, 19 of them children. I, I'm going to ask a personal question here, Chris, and I hope that's okay, but do you have children of your own? Sure. No, I do not. Okay. I have a bunch of nieces and nephews and God kids, and that's about as close as I get. And and uh, and so it was. 
I, I can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine uh, um, what what. You know, I, I got to see it through the eyes of most of the media that were here in this media from all over the world here, uh, and, and and it wasn't a dry eye uh, while watching these parents uh, who started to kind of trickle out one or two at a time, starting at about ten o'clock, escorted by local law enforcement or FBI officials um, to their car. It was also there was a wailing of, by many yeah. that was unlike anything I've ever heard. Uh, it was, it was louder, deeper, uh, it just, it's just damaging to hear, you know, and, 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 and you stand there and you think there's nothing I can do to help. They, they, no one can just hug them and make it better. They can't, yeah. And, and it was just, it was gut wrenching for them. And, and I'm sure they were all numb and hopefully you'll never remember any of this. Uh, just because of the, the overwhelming uh, nature of the grief. Yeah, Chris, for me personally, and this is something that I was just trying to wrap my head around, and I don't know if I fully have yet, and it's what you brought up, is parents arriving at a civic center in a small town, and they know everybody else that is walking into this civic center. And the purpose of going in there is to find out where your child is and whether they are one of the 19 that have died. A lot of parents are walking in there feeling a sense of relief, but it's hard to express that when you're also surrounded by 19 mums and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents who, like you said, let out an unprecedented and a real jarring wail when they found out. What was that like for you to either stand outside or inside and other people gathered as that was happening? I walked inside briefly just to get a lay of the land and, and, uh, and it struck me is, is uh, there. It took a long time for some of the kids to get reunited with their parents. So those people thought the whole time, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But then they were reunited. So I, 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 I don't think all hope was lost, even late into the night. Right. And then at the end, it was. And it was because when I walked through. Uh, you looked one way, and you saw just nothing but tears in, in, in a conference room. And you look in the other one, and it was uh, kind of quiet. And then the entryway, when you walked in, it was just uh, blank stares. And so it, it was just it was, it was just rough. To, I, I just Your heart just bled for these people. Did you have a chance to and speak so, to any family members, Chris? I talked to a, a husband and wife who lost a niece. But to the rest of the parents and families, uh, everyone left them alone. It was one of those deals where if they came up to you and wanted to say something, that'd be great, but none of them are going to do that. And everyone's going to leave them alone in respect, in respect of their, their uh, uh, space. Yeah. But I did talk to, like I said, the, the, the husband and wife who had a niece. They also were in the same class growing up um, as one of the teachers who died. And so I got some perspective from them. The other perspective came from the grief counselors because the grief counselors would occasionally walk the people out to the cars and then stop and talk with us. And, and, and that was kind of giving a lay of the land of what was going on inside, what they were doing. And then occasionally uh, one would just go off, you know, in, in the rants that we're hearing uh, all over the world. This can't happen. 
This is CBS Radio News reporter Chris Fox, who's in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, the scene of a mass shooting yesterday that killed 21 people, 19 kids, two teachers, mere days away from heading on summer vacation. Chris, I can't thank you enough for your time and stay well. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye.